Welcome to the Madeline Show. Thank you, Madeline. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Um, you guys, Aislinn Walton is a success in business coach through the lens of feminine leadership, and she was my first um, high-ticket coach. I joined her mastermind group, and I've made so many connections, honestly, still through that group, which is so amazing. And... Um, I'm just so thrilled that you wanted to come out and talk to my audience and me because what you do is so important, as you know, as I know, and I want everyone else to know because this conversation could actually change like the trajectory of people's lives. So thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you, Madeline. It just makes me so happy to hear all of that. Just knowing the amount of time that's passed and that you still feel that way is very meaningful to me. So thank you. You're welcome. I think it was 2019. Yeah, it's been a couple of years. The beginning. Yeah, a lot of things have happened since then. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) But look at us still doing business like in similar ways as in from from the soul. Soulpreneur. I I can't, do you remember the name of that mastermind? Um, Was it, gosh, was it Synergy? I think so. It was Synergy. Uh, you marketed it towards solopreneurs, I remember. And um, I guess maybe if you want to just talk about, you were about to mention a bunch of different masterminds that you've had since. And so maybe can we define for the audience what a mastermind is and what a solopreneur is? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's do the solopreneur first because then we can kind of go into more details. But solopreneurship, kind of cliche, I get it. But it's an interesting way to portray someone who is in business, not just to make money, not just from a place of feeling disconnected to purpose, but really someone who's deeply connected to purpose, deeply feels a calling to heart-centered service-based business. And we see business as a really beautiful contribution, collaboration, circulation between um, many different people and lots of different people benefit from it. And it's quite a soul calling, really, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this have a spiritual connection, you know, and I feel like a lot of people leave their career out of that, but it's so fulfilling to really bring your sense of spirituality, your connection to higher power, whatever that is for you into your business and feel very guided and aligned with that each step of the way. So that's kind of the umbrella of being a solopreneur, I feel like. Um, And then masterminds, I run a lot of different containers. So I do one-on-one, I do group programs, I have Voxer coaching, I do masterminds, and masterminds are one of my, I mean, it's hard to pick favorites, but masterminds feel so collaborative. And this is kind of similar to what you were in, where the group of women, that was a badass group of women. I mean, women doing things that really break the mold 
and shatter ceilings and really you're creating like new paradigms to operate in as women in business. So it was incredible. I feel like with masterminds, it's not just a teacher teaching students. It's much more of a kind of round table feel where everyone brings their gifts. Of course, as the leader, you know, you set the intention, you set the standard, you have an intended goal or, you know, just a, a general intention that everyone holds similarly, but everyone gets to collaborate and with a level of, you know, leadership that everyone else upholds, everyone is being held by everyone else at the same time. So the feeling of value that you get in that kind of container is just massive because you've got many women who you feel are sisters, coaches, peers, all of that. So it is, it's just, it bubbles up with so much energy, creativity, inspiration, all of it. And I think part of the reason why, well, there's a lot of reasons why you would have so many different masterminds that you've held since. Um, They can go for different periods of time. You can call forward um, women at different income levels or women that are interested in learning different things. And we all know as entrepreneurs, like income levels and what you're learning is going to change throughout your career. Like that one specifically, I remember I met Monica Yates, she's the period whisperer. Um, There's spirituality coaches. There is um, uh, someone who was interested, who was doing like workout coaching. I don't, I'm probably not saying this right, but then she completely pivoted and switched to something else. And you, you see these parallels between like, you don't know these women before. These are women only containers. So that's why I say women. I know there's a lot of men listening to this, but Hear me out. So you don't know these women before you meet them. And then you get into these programs and you realize all of these, it's like you guys have been living parallel lives the whole time. And like you just now come together to connect in a container, yes, hosted by Aislinn. And we all get the opportunity to ask Aislinn questions, you know, like face-to-face in, in Zoom. However, you're also there listening to the other women ask questions and the other women are answering your questions. The The weekend after our first call, Monica and I both realized we were going to be in New York. We linked up. My client had gifted me a helicopter tour. I was selling art at the time over New York City. You remember that? Oh, yeah. That sounds the whole thing. (laughs) Like, you guys are living these fabulous lives and manifesting miracles out of thin air. It was so cool. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and then Marley, her and I, um, I'm actually, I'm paying her right now for coaching. Amazing. I'm one of her her clients now. I know, what? after I like years. Marley, yeah. I love her. I love her so much. She's rocking and rolling. She's, <laughs> she's crushing it. She was on the podcast. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's super tapped in, and it's really cool to see. And, you know, these women, you guys, you'll learn more and more as I continue to record episodes on this podcast these coaches aren't just teaching about business. And like Aislinn says, she's a success in business coach. But you guys, we were in the container. We didn't even really talk about business. We were talking about manifesting through orgasm and like pleasure practices and ecstatic dance and trauma clearing and creating space where there used to be a block so that new source energy can flow through. And this is what allowed business to flow. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like a lot of people think, strategy has to be first and foremost and strategy is very important absolutely but if you're doing it out of alignment and if you're taking action with a disconnected belief or if you have low confidence low certainty and you still haven't convinced yourself that you're enough yet i mean any strategy that you take is going to be half as powerful if that half as potent so yeah a lot of what we talked about was 
And that's still the foundation, I feel like, of my business. And I'm sure a lot of the coaching that you're doing with Marley, too, is going to be about mindset and energy and um, who you are. It's really identity-oriented and expanding who you believe you are, what you think you can do, um, all of that. So all of that is massively important before, you know, strategy, action, definitely not minimizing those things, but from what you're doing and who you were being when you take that, that's really important. Well, and I think this can make sense to everybody if we really break it down. Like someone can give you, Monica actually touched on this yesterday. She did um, a free workshop on Zoom and she was talking about quantum leadership and which is just a trendy way of get pe- getting people to come to a leadership <laughs> seminar online, basically. She's like, <laughs> she's like, quantum's trendy. I'm just going to use that word. Um, but what's what's important about leadership is that when <laughs> when you are someone who's been given the strategy that worked for someone else, like, okay, showing up online five days a week, doing a free masterclass once a month, and then hosting a two-week-long paid program – that made them money and so they're going to teach that to you and you want to learn that from them because you saw that that made them money and you're like oh well that seems like it's easier than going and becoming a millionaire any other way but you get that strategy and then you have to have the confidence to show up online you have to know that you're worthy and when people say no I'm not interested in the program right now that it has nothing to do with your self-worth and you need to keep going and selling and having conversations and all that meant was that person's not ready it doesn't matter. You don't need to try and convince them out of it. You don't. You don't need to take that personally. All that means is, it wasn't a, a, a soul fit for that moment. And like you have, like with Marley, right? Like okay, three, four years go by, and now I'm paying to be in her programs. You have no idea, like what relationships are going to flourish down the road, and you really need to be in this for for the long run. And if you are in it for the long run, you definitely need the confidence training. If you don't already feel that way, and even if you feel confident, go get on Instagram Live every day and sell yourself as a brand. That Honestly, that was scarier to me and more difficult to me with people like coming on and off, on and off the live than giving – I gave two commencement speeches at graduations where I'm standing on stage Thank like you. in front of thousands of people. Oh, my God. Yeah, and that was easier. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I like easier. public speaking. <laughs> It really was because everyone's sitting there and they're attentive and it's like, yeah, balloons are being thrown and like there's kids and stuff, but everyone, you know, people aren't coming and, and leaving. Like the energy is is there. And I think that's really what it boils down to it is energy. And that's why we're talking about confidence and worthiness. Like you can't, it's not really a tangible thing. Like it's, it's a feeling in a way that you hold yourself mm-hmm. in leadership. Mm-hmm. Yes, it really is a feeling. And I think there would be many millionaires if people had the question or the answer to the question, like, how can I be confident? And confidence, I've said this for years, but confidence is something that you build through small acts of courage over time, you know, and it's just over time, over time, over time. You can't just wake up one morning. I mean, it starts with a decision. It starts with a decision to be that kind of woman, to be that person and to adopt that identity. But then you have to say, okay, universe, God's or spirit, <laughs> bring me the opportunities to embody that. Bring me the opportunities to actually put that into practice because right now the decision is a theory. And then, you know, bringing the theory into practice is a whole other level of confidence building. And that's the best feeling though, when you can look back, just like I'm sure you are, years ago, and now the progress that you've made, who are you? Night and day difference, I'm sure, with 
what you feel confident about. And it's because you put yourself out there and you tried things that were hard or scary and you did them anyways and you created the right support system for yourself. And that's what feminine leadership is all about too. You know, it's not doing it alone. It's not mm-hmm. feeling like you have to just be the, the, the person on top. You know, you're not conquering anything. You're not dominating anything. You are being held, being supported, and there's this web of interconnectedness that helps you and everyone else rise, right? How cool is it to have a concept and value system in your business where you rise and other women rise? Other women rise, you rise. And there's obviously playful competition of like, let me see if I can be a better better version of myself and she's inspiring me to be better. But it's not necessarily like this sense of I'm going to be on top and I'm going to, I'm going to walk on people to get there it's it's a and I mean that's old business I feel like that just if we even tried to do that it would it would break it wouldn't work (laughs) and it's so much more fulfilling for us to be in that sense of uh, community as we build successful businesses together yeah I mean I old old business but also current business definitely in other industries absolutely and yeah not just business right I mean it's oh yeah yeah (laughs) schools schools clicks girls Mm -hmm, I mean mm -hmm. I was the confident girl in high school 100% and I'm the confident girl now the difference is is that confident girl in high school was a front to shield myself from being wounded and everything that was said to me and the bullies and you know we all experienced different things like I had a lot of bullying and I had to build this shield and act like it didn't hurt my feelings went so I'm confident right I seem confident but actually I'm I'm taking things personally I'm taking things to heart and it's tearing me apart and so now I'm confident same maybe confidence on the outside that you would see maybe a little softer because I'm also not taking that to heart, at least as often, and I'm conscious of that. I don't even think I was conscious of that. Like, I thought I was just confident and didn't care what anyone said and, like, probably said that kind of stuff. Like, I don't care. (laughs) I really did care. And it takes – sometimes it takes being in a coaching program years later to realize that you had a shield up when you were younger and you have healing that you had to do, and it takes the triggers of business – and then mm-hmm. healing that within a container of other women and men being vulnerable with each other to be in a space where you can continually put yourself out there um, and get majority knows because that's what business is. I mean, you have like 18,000 followers. You don't have 18,000 clients. You have a small percentage of that. Yep. So majority knows. Like, and that, But you don't see it that way. But I think people that aren't confidently in the industry yet, that's what they're afraid of is the majority knows and that's how they're looking at it when it's um it's all it's like a mindset shift really um like you're a really valuable piece to the puzzle and that's why i'm so glad that you're here because if you weren't standing up and doing what you were called to do if i wasn't standing up doing what i'm called to do you know we're here together like i said at the beginning of this we're literally changing the lives of who knows how many people on the other side of the speakers and like us doing our work isn't just for us (laughs) we must show up for everyone because when we don't show up if you wouldn't have done that mastermind my entire life would be different 
Ah, it just gave me like full body chills. <laughs> so true. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You're right. And that's the most beautiful thing to be on the receiving end of because there's a lot of people I think who want coaching businesses and they want to be successful. And if they're not on the receiving end of the impact and the value and how deeply, deeply connected you are to the belief like this works because you felt it, you're, you're a walking, breathing example of it. It's a lot harder to create that success, you know, because you're still trying to convince yourself this works. This is important. This works. This is important. But if you've experienced that for yourself, just like I have, you know, you charge $10,000 for a mastermind and you're like, I know that this is worth every single penny of that because this isn't just the amount of money that you are experiencing value for in a time frame. It's, you know, it's not six weeks, it's $10,000 or something like that, or six months. It's what is the benefit? What is the lifelong value of that identity shift, that healing, that expansion, that transformation? And it's hard to put a number on that, but at this point, like I, it's in the millions for me at least, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, I've made millions in my business, but if I've made that, like that's that's a tiny little example or byproduct or result of that personal work that I've done and the influence that I'm creating, which is beautiful. And that's something I feel like a lot of people are disconnected from. You know, it's profit over people or numbers over, you know, actual faces and, you know, relationships, but intimacy, connection, relationships, if that's what you're nurturing and the byproduct is millions of dollars you're so inspired to keep going because the bank statement isn't the only fulfilling thing you're looking at it's how fulfilled you feel in relationship and showing up and actually seeing and and hearing how your impact has influenced people or how your presence or how your courage or you know all of that it's it's the coolest industry like obviously you know that (laughs) but i'm obsessed with it (laughs) I mean, that mastermind kind of was a catalyst for me because I was an art curator and dealer when, art dealer, <laughs> when yes. I was in that program. And the what was so cool about, the reason I wanted to join was because I was interested in starting a membership, which thank God, thank you God that I joined because once 2020 happened, my retreat closed, my gallery got shut down and I poof, like my six figures of income that was supposed to come in 20, but that could have honestly come in April of 2020 because I had over $100,000 of art hung in a gallery and I had a retreat set up where I was going to pitch a year-long multiple five-figure mastermind to the attendees, was just featured in Forbes magazine, like all these things were happening and then poof, 2020. And I'm sure a lot of people on the other side of this can experience that massive shift, but what I learned in your program beginning of 2019 from all the other coaches because everyone else I think was a life coach in there was how to run a membership well I took what I learned from there and decided I wanted to run a membership like I learned about the mastermind container I was learning about group programs learning about one-on-one coaching and somehow I learned about the idea of a membership maybe from just joining Kajabi or something I was like oh what's this an option to have a membership so I I funneled all of the artists into that program to teach them how to be strong business owners amazing yeah and it was incredible and I wasn't a coach when I joined your program but I was coach curious I guess (laughs) (laughs) I think that'd be a great master class or program coach curious coach curious yeah wow who would have thought right I mean you yeah that's amazing like you couldn't have planned that and uh 
good thing you were supported in that in that way. You had that download. The creativity came through. You know, mm-hmm. life pivot, and it yeah. worked out. A lot of people had to life pivot in 2020, and you know, being a coach, I know a lot of people whose businesses absolutely skyrocketed that year mm-hmm. versus tanked mm-hmm. because of how much opportunity and freedom there was regardless of the external circumstances. Mm-hmm. People needed it. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing that they stayed in business and didn't get shy or scared because, I mean, what a, in our lifetime, that's that's quite quite the year for people to be seeking online help, like when there's really not many other options, but we had our computers and we have that connection and coaches around the world had already had containers, were already seasoned vets on Zoom, <laughs> yes. right? Like you've been using that program before. Now I think everybody uses it, a lot of co- corporations and stuff. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the money component because one thing that I know you know that you didn't um, specifically mention is like, okay, so the price, a $10,000 $10, for a three-month mastermind. Okay, so that $10,000 could be um, significant in relation to the impact that it makes over the course of your life. And like really how much would you pay to have a better life? Like that's priceless. Yeah. Um, but also that money is there so that the person on the other end shows up. Because if it was $100 or if it was free or if it was $2,000, it's a lot easier to blow it off because it's really hard. I cried multiple times on our calls. And it's it's difficult to process in front of people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. difficult. I was letting a lot of things go. I was either recently so – I think I, I had just stopped drinking alcohol, Yeah, actually. Um, mm-hmm. I had a lot going on in my life. And maybe that was another reason why I joined your group specifically. I remember I was – I found you from Ariel Scheip, who is in Aspen. Yeah. And I probably watched your Instagram stories for like a week and a half and then dropped however many thousands of dollars to join your program. It's <laughs> kind of how Thank I you. roll. <laughs> it's like my projector splenic center firing. Yeah, you know what's meant for you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That Immediately. Yeah, I don't think on things. When I think on things, I get confused. And that's what's really helped me with decision making is – just learning about my body and my patterns and knowing that, okay, just because everybody else needs to make pros and cons lists and because my mom mm-hmm. tells me to take some time and think about it, like maybe that works for her, but for me, I know immediately. Yes. And that's how I make it's my best vision. decisions. So if you wanted to – What? I was going to say intuition is like what you're speaking about, and that is a huge pillar of feminine leadership, feminine business. You know, it's like – you know what's meant for you. You follow the whim. You follow the spark. You follow the yes, even when it doesn't make super logical sense. Oof. And yeah. that's how you create a more expansive reality for yourself. You know, it's one thing to talk about. It's a whole other level of courage to actually do. But yes, mm-hmm. I love that. I love that that's how you operate. Yeah, I'm glad I figured that figured that out. <laughs> yeah, facing lots of suffering, you know, and wishy-washy yeah. Oof. Yes, so much so much energy wasted with indecision, and I think a lot of people can relate to that. Decision making can be crippling, um, and so learning learning you and how to tap into your ish, intuition is important. And like, maybe do you want to riff on that for a little bit? How does somebody who's never felt connected to their intuition before, maybe like grew up a woman, grew up in her masculine, or a man who's you know, not really, hasn't really, I feel like men are here to learn about intuition from women almost, and women are here to uncover their intuition and decondition to get to it so that we can teach it to them and, and become one. That's yeah, how I've kind of figured it out. Beautiful. 
Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. I love that. Yeah, I think that there is equal value to intuition as there is logic. I think there's a place and a time for both. And I think when they can coexist and respect each other is when harmony happens versus the this is right, this is wrong, you're right, I'm wrong, I'm wrong, you're right, etc. that kind of thing. So if someone is disconnected from their intuition, um, I really love to keep it so simple. Like You know what food you love. You know what music sounds good to your ears. You know what friends are meant for you and what people are not meant for you. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of um, I just barometers in your life where you can tell what feels like this is right and this is wrong. And that's difficult to deconstruct, especially because intuition is a feeling a lot of the time. And to me, intuition is a subtle yet powerful feeling of alignment and a nudge, you know, it's a nudge. And I think a lot of people, you know, we have to, we have to take into consideration trauma um, and how some people are just conditioned through trauma in their early childhood or through their childhood to not trust themselves and to not trust their bodies. And that is, that has massive impacts, but it's so possible to heal that. It's so possible to get back into a space of trusting the yes and the no. And this is meant for me. This is not meant for me. And of course, like we're human, there's going to be a ton of gray area. A lot of times we're going to be an indecision. We're going to have to practice being courageous versions of ourselves. It's never just like one and done. I'm constantly still to this day, refining how I feel about my intuition and what's guiding me towards the expansive yes and the harmony in my life. And then what feels like, you know what, actually this is a lesson and it's not wrong for me. But I get to stay here because I'm learning something and I'm growing. And even if it's not like a full body yes, there is a sense of I'm meant to be in this growth right now. Does that make sense? Oh, so, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that can be hard to decipher sometimes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would say if someone is just starting out, you know, um, you can play with little, little opportunities to respond to intuition, you know, um, and that might be as small as going to the grocery store and looking at all the flowers and just being drawn to the bouquet, the color that's speaking to you that day. Instead of like, should I do this one? Should I do this one? Which one matches with my house? Oh my gosh, is it spring or is it is it still winter? Like what <laughs> as silly as an example that is. You know, small things where you're like, ooh, I'm gonna stare at this this wall of vegetables at the grocery store. What is my body saying? Ooh, that, ooh, that, ooh, that, you know? Mm -hmm. And you can play with it in a different sense, but giving yourself options to then notice and observe what are you drawn to and how simple that feels. And it does, to me, it correlates often to, I'm not gonna like try and convince myself that I like a song if I don't like it. It is or it isn't. I like it or I don't. I don't. Like it resonates with me or it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes you can, you know, create that kind of correlation and just realize that your intuition feels similarly sometimes. Um, I'm curious about if that resonates with you or if you have um, a different experience with your intuition. Well, I think just because of 
um, where, like, where you, who you are in your career and in your industry, it's so natural for you to say feel. And I think for people just getting into this, it's important for them to, yes, stand in front of the vegetable wall and notice, like, when you are drawn to something, is it your brain telling you to eat that because you read it in a magazine? Is it your stomach telling you to eat that? Is it a gut feeling? Is it your heart? Like, start to, all of, all of you listeners, start to notice when you make decisions, where is the decision making coming from is it coming from your brain your heart your stomach maybe somewhere else those are kind of like the three centers for me at least and they all mean different things I mean your brain is taking in millions of bits of information every single second so we need to understand that I mean we're, we're actually getting two things we're like getting brainwashed all the time and things are getting looped into our heads and I don't mean like brainwashed on like a social standpoint, but just where our brains are being washed with bits of information. I mean, think about when you listen to a song and then that song is playing in your head over and over. That's not conscious. You're not consciously looping that song in your head. It's just happening. And our brains, psychologically speaking, are here to keep us safe. Um, And this is kind of like brings us a little bit back to when (laughs) we were talking about having confidence and stuff. I mean, back in the day, if we would have gotten shunned or exiled from a group of people, that meant that we now have to go out and feed ourselves. We have to take care of, be all alone. It's actually a good segue into the other thing I wanted to talk about. We have to then go and live life on our own, and that could lead to death. That leads to excess energy, doing things that work better in community. And so that's what our brain is here to do. It's here to keep us safe. It doesn't necessarily, it's not heart it doesn't, what is it, like body intelligence and heart intelligence, your heart can sense things before they happen. Like, this is, this is science. (laughs) Yes, it is. Your heart's magnetic field is bigger than your brain's magnetic field. Yes. Yeah. So stand in front of that vegetable wall and see if you're, (laughs) see if you're feeling. People are like, are we really talking about vegetables right now? I think everyone can relate to it. Go to a bakery, have more fun. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What else? I mean, really anything like flip through. I think music is a really good example because we don't think about whether or not we like the song. We really do feel into that. I think that's probably the easiest example. Yes. Yes. Like yeah. flip through the stations. And then when, when something catches your mind, catches your body, catches your ear, really feel in and notice okay is my brain wanting to listen to this is my heart my gut what part of me wants this and then just start to notice that when you go grab tea during the day or when you choose your roast of coffee I mean everything mm-hmm. yeah it's really about trusting yourself and you know in a lot of my programs I will offer and invite my clients or students into a week of self-trust and looking at how just being in a being in an observe just an observational state of how many decisions am I making from a place of should or desire like I should do this I should I should I should or shouldn't and where is the should or shouldn't coming from and can you pause in those moments of just that pattern or you know, repatterning and moving into an opportunity and a decision of like, let me, if I want a different result, if I want to trust myself more, I have to be stopping that automatic pattern from continuing, which takes a lot of mindfulness and it takes a lot of patience. And you're looking at the world and you're feeling your body in a whole different way than you normally would. So 
you know, if you wake up in the morning and you ask yourself, if today was totally mine and I could do anything I wanted to do today, what desires pop up for you? You know, I want to go sit in the cafe for two hours and just watch people stroll by and notice if you have a judgment, like oh, two hours sipping coffee or tea, like that's a waste of time. Where do you have those automatic, nope, that's wrong, you're bad, that's a waste of time, you know, those kinds of things where your desire is like, actually, but that's really, that's really what I desire today. And I know that people are living busy lives, you know, maybe there's moms and dads listening to this and people have lots of busyness happening all the time. And at the same time, there's still small moments in between maybe your day-to-day -day routine where you can create some spaciousness and just ask yourself, do I want the same thing I eat for breakfast every day? Or do I want to listen to what my body's actually saying yes to? And pausing, pausing and creating more intention in your life. Um, I feel like if anyone's listening to this, like, oh, you know, easy to say, harder to do, it's probably because you need to do that more <laughs> in, a, in an honest way, you know what I'm saying? So um, those little shifts end up creating different perspectives and then those different perspectives end up creating different outcomes. And then over time, through repetition, you're living a life where you're trusting yourself more. Hey there, how are you enjoying the show? I've got a quick message to share with you from our sponsor, and then I'll be right back. Are you an entrepreneur that does things differently? <laughs> Just like me. Maybe your business is untraditional or non-conventional. Your work uniquely you. Maybe you even see a little bit of you in me. The way you create and sell is going to look differently within the many seasons of your life as you grow. Developing balanced masculine and feminine energies in your brand allows for inevitable change over the years. The transitions happen flawlessly. Learn the strategy behind Go With The Flow and create the systems that allow you to live your dream life now because success isn't a thing you get it's a feeling you can have today. Sign up for Build the Biz, my signature business course, teaching you the energetics of entrepreneurship at themadelineshow.com. I think you're giving a blueprint for the deconditioning process. Yeah. Because you might be eating the same thing every day because it's what your mom made you growing up. And it has nothing, I just got chills, it has nothing to do with what you actually like. Um, and so I'm really glad that you brought that up. Um, I made a, I did a post about this like yesterday, I think. Um, look, my sister's dog, I'm in Texas right now. I'm watching this little puppy and I was just thinking about the process of becoming, the art of deconditioning. You know, when you're a puppy, when we're little, we're like so pure and I do believe in a blend of um, nurture and nature, uh, but then we are nurtured and nurtured and nurtured and nurtured to a point that we might forget some of our true nature or it's it's still in us, it's just a little bit masked. And, but we can tap into that with intentional living. And so that's an easier way, <laughs> I'll say like peel back the layers of an onion, but that seems a little more intense than just being be intentional. Like what, what, what do you want? Take a moment, to instead of just the habit, take a moment to sit back and, and feel and think and use your whole everything, your body and mind intelligence, to tune in and see, you know, what would, what does my soul want right now? Yeah. That's so important, Madeline. And that that's applicable to so many things in business as women, because there's blueprints or templates that we're expected to follow in regards to goals, for example, 
you know, the infamous 10K month or six-figure month or, you know, having a certain amount of Instagram followers. And there's a there's a point in time where if you're not fully in alignment with your true desire, but you're chasing something because you think you should or it's the, the milestone that means you've made it, there's going to be a disconnect and there's going to be a sense of desire for fulfillment, but never the full fulfillment that comes along with an aligned goal that you're hitting. So yeah, you know, it's really important to create that foundation, like what feels like my truth and money is great. But if you don't have a reason, if you don't have a desire that's really in alignment with your heart and what you see for yourself and your vision, then you're going to be kind of spinning your wheels. Um, and that will over time be a path to burnout and frustration for sure. Yeah, I call that building the golden prison. Ooh, wow. <laughs> you can use you can use that. I'm sure I got it from someone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're building, you're creating these, this foundation from maybe it's from hustle, maybe it's from structure that someone else gave you that doesn't really work for you or feel good, but you know because you had a job before that if you just work really hard, you'll become successful. And you know once you're successful, you'll be happy. Yeah. Um, like that's like an air quotes, you guys, for not that are not watching this on YouTube. <laughs> if you can't be that's that leads to the golden prison. It's like, okay, you have all these things that which I see that in Aspen a lot. You have all these things that society tells you you're in Vale too. Or I don't I don't know if you're in Vale anymore, but these I'm like golden now. Okay. Yeah, but Vail had had a similar dynamic. Yeah, people all over the world in these high-end places spending 10 times the amount of money on something that it would cost somewhere else. I'm not saying everyone, but I've definitely observed some situations where people have all the things that you think would make them happy and, and they're not. And they're not because they're not tapped into their sole purpose and like really like they want they want love and they want security like in themselves and these are things that you don't need money to achieve and i always tell my people that in myself that if if we're not happy in the present moment like fully content and aware of the abundance i mean look at all this free information you guys are getting right now and notice that you've been breathing air this whole time and you can't even count the number of air particles around you and your body is made up of atoms you are a vibrating being to the point where you're at the grocery store and someone is looking at you and you can feel they're looking at you before you see them that is magic <laughs> <laughs> And we must be aware of that now. And I think gratitude journaling can help with that if you're really not feeling tapped into that. Start by listing out three things a day that you're grateful for. You'll get there because I can guarantee that the it's not the money, it's not the Louis Vuitton handbags, it's not the house, it's not living in the most beautiful place in the world. Like, yeah, all those things do something, but it's not like you're going to get those things and then be happy. So if you're hustling your way to build this thing that you think once you have it, you're not going to have to, like, if it's, this is if you don't like the hustle. Once you have it, you're not going to have to, like, continue hustling. Like, that's, you're literally creating a map in your body of, like, it takes this to get this. And so your nervous system is going to, this is what happened to me, like, your nervous system is going to freak out when you have the thing and be like, can we never do that again? That was so intense. You didn't sleep for like three days, multiple <laughs> weeks out of the month. Let's 
let's not do that again. Okay, 10K months, 40K months, that doesn't feel good. You were way more comfortable when you were making like $2,500 a month. Yeah, right, right. You know, there's, um, that's so important. That's such an important discussion because you can hustle and burn your way to a goal and then sabotage it and create this pattern in your body of pain and suffering. But at the same, like, I want to bring in this other conversation too, which applies to this because growing is intense, you know, expanding, scaling your business. It does require a lot of you. And I'm a huge fan of ease and feminine leadership. And that does not mean easy all the time. It does not mean like it's all just dandy and playful and awesome all the time. And I really do feel like this is why support is so valuable because you are going to have freakouts. You are going to have nervous system calibrations to the next level and it's going to feel very weird. You know, I've had multiple scenarios just in the last couple of months with private clients where they're like, I'm at my new level. Oh my God, kind of want to burn it all down. (laughs) And at the same time, I'm like, okay, let's gently and gracefully be here. You know, let's be here during that up level. Let's be here during your integration of a new normal because if we don't get support in those moments, it does feel dangerous or scary or boring, interestingly enough, sometimes too. There's a massive range. So if you have the proof that other people feel similarly similarly, and that you, um, you know, you're going to be okay and this is just your nervous system expanding to be able to hold more, then you can not just do it again in the easy way, but you can do it again knowing you can do anything. And that's a really valuable mindset to have. You know, I, I can handle hard things. I can handle expansion. I can handle up levels. And it might not be the easiest thing in the world, but I know I've done it before and I can do it again. And that's really important to value, not just the growth phases, but the integration and the maintenance phases, phases in your um, in your journey and in your business growth, et cetera. Oh. Yeah, so so much yes to that. <laughs> it's so important. I mean, you can hustle in corporate if you want to. You can basically like you can hustle if you're not running your own business. Once you become the CEO, especially if you're your brand, because then there's that whole like self-worth component to it. Maybe also actually for product-based businesses too cuz you'd pick the product. Um, it's just it's not sustainable because you don't who's who's going to tell you to to chill out like only you and so what are you going to tell yourself to chill out once you have all the things you thought you wanted I'll tell you right now there's always going to be more things you wanted like Aislin you have made multi-millions in your business and I know you still have high-level mentorship I know that you you still have your eyes I mean you're probably I'm just assuming you're so content with where you are and happy and blessed and pleased and you want to still grow. There's there's more opportunity for impact. There's more opportunity for income. With the more income you have, the more you can donate. The more you can bless people with. The, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I haven't made two million yet, but that's the next goal. I would love to do that. It's just a matter of collapsing time. But I've made well over a million into the six figures above that, and I feel very much happy. It's hard sometimes, like just an honest, transparent moment, like really like I did that sometimes it doesn't really click sometimes I still am feeling like a little baby six-figure entrepreneur and I have to stop and pause and notice how far I have come Mm -hmm. um but yeah I think that that's a really natural part of the human condition 
we want to evolve. We want to grow. We want to see what's on the next mountaintop. What kind mm-hmm. of view is over there? Mm-hmm. That's just an advent. I feel like most entrepreneurs are very adventurous spirits, and that's a part of why we do what we do. So to just be all right, like good, I'm, I'm just, I'm good here. Doesn't really mirror entrepreneurship and the mentality of who would sign up for that. So I think gratitude and appreciation for everything you've created is key. And let yourself be motivated by what's next as long as there's a very honest relationship to what you're making that mean. Hmm. I'm wondering how many how many clients you do you know how many different people you've helped in your business like that have hired you? Do you have any Gosh, idea? I don't know that. That would be an interesting thing to, because I shifted platforms and software just probably mm-hmm. two years ago. So I'd have to compile between PayPal, Stripe, Kajabi. Um, most people go through Kajabi at this point, except for some private mm-hmm. clients. But that'd be interesting. I'm sure it's upwards of a thousand. I'm yeah. sure. I mean, people who've actually paid, um, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's somewhere around there. But yeah, it's fun. It's fun to look at because I know generally speaking, like every month is different in regards to how many new clients I have, depending on what I'm launching or not launching. But yeah, that'll be fun. I'm going to look into that after. Yeah, I'm curious because that kind of leads me into like mentorship and having having help, which we've touched on here here and there. And before we hit record, you guys, Aislinn has been, we've been talking about this. Aislinn specifically has been talking about this publicly on her feeds on how we must notice that we don't do everything alone. And it's so much more than like, hire a mentor, you can't do this alone. I mean, literally you've done nothing alone in your entire life. And um, specifically like when you go and, and you work and like, yes, you can be working in business and you're feminine and still that is a, a masculine, it has a masculine essence to it. And so you to turn that off at the end of the day and be held and embraced by, by your man is something so beautiful and important in business or, or your, your person, whoever it is, whatever this is, I guess I'm talking about heterosexual relationships. That's all I know. And um, I would like you to talk about that a little bit because it's so important to know that just understand you've never done anything alone. And so why, like, why would you do this alone? Mm. Mm. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is the juicy question because on my Instagram stories yesterday, I posted a story about how, you know, I'm a strong woman and I want strong arms to hold me at the end of the day. And I feel like I can operate in a certain fulfillment just by myself, doing my thing, being a strong, independent woman. But in order for me to feel my happiest and my most aligned and my most fulfilled, I really want to stay in my feminine and not adopt like an, a bulletproof boss babe persona. That's really not me. I love saying I need my man. I love saying I need strong arms wrapped around me at the end of the day. I love saying those things because it creates the sense of just harmony for me. And I know for anybody who's listening to this, like you have your own version of that, whether it's, you know, whether it's any relationship whatsoever, we all deserve to be in community and have support systems and have partners if that's what you want. I'm the kind of person who I really value having a life partner. I really value having a man by my side who sees the best in me, helps me grow, and also is there to see me as a strong woman, but is also the kind of person to 
to appreciate my softness and my gentle nature and my emotional waves and my sensitivity <laughs> and you know what makes me a woman really so I know that this is very um, you know it's subjective because this is my personal experience and many people might have different preferences but I think it's really powerful to say I need this and and to not see your needs as disempowering or you know a source of insecurity for yourself when you own it you attract it Hmm. Is that how you lead as a female? In what ways? Um, like when you own it, you attract it. Yeah. Yeah. I think for, okay, so this is an interesting tangent. Well, it's not a tangent, but in my experience, um, ownership of I, I desire this, like I yearn for this, I long for this. This is something that I know I, I, it's coming from a deep place of truth. That's an, that's magnetic when it's, I'm going to do my ultimate best to fulfill this for myself now. And I'm going to live as though I deserve that. Eventually I'll attract that counterpart. Eventually I'll attract that puzzle piece who is that, that match and that fit. And if I own it, I attract it. I think that that's absolutely valid in relationships, in business. You know, if you're half-assed holding something of value and you're kind of appreciating it and kind of acknowledging your power, or kind of holding confidence, there's a kind of energy you're just holding everywhere. It's a sort of kind of maybe energy versus an actual anchoredness. And when you're anchored in your sense of I am who I am and I want what I want and that's valid like a lot of people are trying to talk themselves out of that all day every day because for some reason their desires have been invalidated by parents or past relationships or society in general but this is so important to actually embrace you know because your desires I believe are leading you to your greatest harmonious most fulfilled life but if you're constantly invalidating desires, or you're not owning the fact that you do need what you need, and of course there's nuances with codependent relationships, and of course not outsourcing, this person needs to meet all my needs all the time, fully creating that disclaimer, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of opportunity for people to meet you in your life and know how to succeed with you. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah. I, I mean, I see it fully, like my brain is understanding what you're saying in two different in two different ways right now like I see it in a personal relationship like a romantic relationship and I see it almost the exact same way in like a soul contract client relationship with your business yeah that's exactly what I that's the lens that I speak to all the time and speak through all the time is intimacy is it has very similar patterns whether you're talking about money love business I mean it's amazing how you can have a business concept click when you relate it to a particular relationship thing, you know, a particular pattern, dynamic, concept, issue, challenge, anything like that. It's the same thing. I mean, how simple is this, right? If you're like, if you're trying to convince yourself and you're trying to stay in a relationship where you're constantly trying to prove that you're a good person, that you're beautiful, that you're worth loving, that's not a relationship for you. That's not where you're meant to be. And if you're trying to do the same thing with your soulmate clients, that's not the relationship you're meant to be in either. If you're operating from trying to prove that you're valuable, you got personal work to do first. Please hire a coach if you're in that that energy right now. And it's 
painful sometimes to admit and acknowledge that. But once you get to the point where you are not defending yourself, proving yourself, convincing anybody of anything, you are moving into a whole new level of magnetism and appreciation for who you are without needing the validation from other people. So you have that intuitive ability to say yes, no, right? I'm not going to convince and prove anymore because my self-worth, like literally that's such a waste of life force energy, but it's tempting because if you're used to that pattern, that's what you keep doing, you know, and it's interestingly enough, chemically satisfying and it's an adrenaline dump and it's, you know, it keeps your body in a cycle of feeling high, you know, to be like, I'm worth it. See me, see me. I'm going to convince myself that I am, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah, I mean, that's just you're addicted to, to adrenaline on like a chemical standpoint, I think is what that, that would be, which is similar to athletics. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. I mean, you're constantly trying to hit that well end similar to like next levels, you know, and goals. Like, yeah, you know, it's the same pattern. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's so yeah. cool to see, oh, once I heal my codependent relationship dynamic, I heal codependent money dynamic you know because you start to apply the same principles to other spheres of your life it's amazing I think we hear a lot how you do one thing is how you do everything and it might become like an annoying meme but it's actually true and this is an example of of how that is true and also if you're in that codependent relationship constantly trying to prove to the other person if you're in your business constantly trying to prove to clients whether you're like stuffing your offers like saying that the value of this thing is a hundred thousand dollars but you get it for two grand like whatever that is it has nothing to do with the business and or the lover and has everything to do with with you like do you (laughs) do you feel worthy for yourself like are you enough for yourself and if so if you're experiencing anything in your life where you feel like something else needs to change and then you'll feel better this is a difficult thing to do because the ego doesn't like this but it I promise you you'll heal it so much quicker and your whole life will change change once you realize that all you have to do is look inward and just see like okay first of all acknowledge okay this is something I'm doing to myself how do I speak to myself in the privacy of my own mind oh okay not that great am I my greatest cheerleader am I my best friend do I do I really really love myself and hold myself because you you are the only person that's been with you your whole life yeah like after this call we're gonna hang up and then I'm gonna have moments where I'm with me before I'm on another call or with my dog and it's like no one else knows you better than you and like yeah this might stem from a childhood thing which a lot of stuff does you might not feel worthy because of something a parent said when you were younger or a counselor said maybe a a teacher said that you were just a c student and so now you think you're just a c person in life doesn't make i mean yeah that could be the 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 catalyst and the trigger however you get to get to a point where you acknowledge that only you have control of your feelings. Only you have control over your healing. Hiring a life coach is an opportunity for you to take radical responsibility of your life because of your decision to do that and the energetic exchange of money that's happening. It's also an opportunity for you to have a mirror, a soundboard, someone that's going to give you tools and tactics so that you can then coach yourself after the container is over. I mean, the, the job of a life coach isn't to be with someone for a very, very long time, which sometimes 
I mean, I don't know, I've been in and out of a lot of therapy and I've just noticed like healing happens a lot faster in coaching and I'm still not 100% sure why. I think it's a lot of reasons. But I think so. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. That could be a whole other podcast. <laughs> and not, that's so valid. Therapy. I still, I had a therapy session yesterday, you know, and I also <laughs> have a coach that I spend five figures a month, invest in her every day, every month. And I feel like both have their purposes and both mm-hmm. serve a massive purpose. But I so agree with you. You know, if you can come to the point where you are really self-accountable, radically so, and ready for next level self and personal accountability, I think that that's when coaching really, really serves you. Mm-hmm. If you still are in a space of not really fully understanding your own power yet, and you know you're trying to convince yourself that actually you might need. Here's where I see the difference. Therapy is a lot of like past healing. You know, and mm-hmm. when you are coaching, you're actually more future vision oriented. And there's obviously past healing that happens in coaching, but therapy mm-hmm. seems to be kind of expanding on what has happened versus working towards what you do want to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you need to be in a certain mindset. And I, once again, there's not a good or bad about either of them. I fully believe they're both so important. But yeah, I think that there is an opportunity or a certain time when you're called to coaching because you're like, oh. I'm ready to let go of all my old stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm ready to stop perpetuating my old stories and mm-hmm. like, let's ready, set, rock and roll. And I'm willing to invest in myself, willing to show up, willing to be that kind of person who goes all in with that. Cause that's when it works. Yeah. I, th- so, and cause I'm also in therapy right now. I, I think there's benefits to, to both as well. And what I'm learning is about um, like science-based communication, like peer-reviewed studies, like Gottman method communication patterns and styles. Um, and we, we talk about the past a little bit, but the person I'm working with, we really, we focus on on the now. And when the, you, you start by like clearing up resentments in the past and then focus on, on moving forward and developing like, yeah, science-based communication patterns where in, in coaching programs, I feel like a lot of it is more centered around like human experience. You kind of like get attracted to a certain person because you like the way that they're living and you're almost trying to calibrate to their energy in a way. I've never had a coach give me like worksheets from like PhD professors that studied communication. And so it's almost like activating, it's like mind activation versus soul activation, just like two different styles, but also like the the ener- the money investment is so much different. And I think that that is what allows for like qu- quicker, quick, quicker growth, maybe if you already, because I had been in therapy before coaching. So maybe I had an opportunity to do some of that healing before taking the radical self leadership. Uh, but I would love to like bring, honestly, maybe I should bring my therapist on the That's podcast. Yeah, because yeah. I've seen a lot out there and people talking about on, on the internet about people talking about therapy and coaching I've just been thinking a lot about it like how do you how do you know what's what's right for you and I think a lot of people here listening you know maybe they go work with a coach once they realize they want to start a business but a lot of coaches I told you about Marley and you've heard about Aislinn and Monica the period whisperer like all coaches don't just teach about money no no I think even in my experience you know the difference is Sometimes I do need a designated container to vent and share my emotional process and work through some things in more messy ways. That's what my therapist is for. Mm. And then my coach I use with more potent leadership kind of questions, like where there's something I know I need, and then I go and I ask to receive feedback or riffs on that. And, you know, to me, it's accountability. 
emotional processing is really necessary, but I feel like that would be kind of a, a low value way to utilize my high level coach, if that makes sense. I love that. Yes. That's a, yeah, because what you're paying $10,000 a month to vent. Like, well, exactly. I'll find someone that charges two fifty an hour instead. Right, right. And I notice sometimes I'm even like, okay, to my therapist, like, I just need I need to like prepare her sometimes for like the emotions that might come through because I'm so used to being a coach and teaching and coaching in that style. And then it feels so so beautifully relieving to have someone who's like, no, bring it on. Like I can hold the venting and. Um, I'm not saying that there's no room for that in coaching because I think sometimes there needs to be, but that's not the point. The point is instead of just like letting go and releasing, it's building sometimes Mm -hmm. and just integrating it. There are, I don't want to make that too simplified because I think there's so many life coaches out there who are like, no, like bring on the vet, like let's work through the deeper weird stuff coming up for you. And it's all Mm -hmm. perfect. And that's how I feel. Like emotions Mm -hmm. are never wrong and they're never bad. But emotional talent intelligence, if you're wanting to scale your business, for example, as a business or success coach, like that's what we prioritize, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think it also, yeah, it just boils down to how does the person who's investing want to use that time? Totally. Yes, (laughs) exactly. That's perfect. Like put the responsibility on the participant. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's always up to you guys, (laughs) listeners here and us to do our own healing. And if you'd like to work with other people there are so many so many options if you feel like you vibed with Aislinn I mean do you have I don't know when this is going to launch I don't know when you guys are listening to this um, but what are the different ways they can work with you and where can they find you yeah my main platform is Instagram and you can find me at Abundance Witch and I also have Facebook but you know primarily at this point I'm mainly on Instagram I love showing up on stories. If you follow me from this podcast, send me a DM. I would love to know that this is how you found me. Um, I love, obviously, like what we were talking about. You know, I love community. I love connection. I love relationship building. I think that's the foundation of why this is fulfilling in the first place. So, um, yeah, check out Instagram first. And then from there, um, I have different links that you can check out. Little mini free masterclasses, video bundles, all the way up to self-study programs, masterminds, one-on-one coaching, all of that. Nice. And so do you use Kajabi to host all of that? Yes. Yes, I do use Kajabi. If anyone wants to try Kajabi, I have a little trial offer available as well. Kajabi's amazing. Like, I'm such a fan. I've run my whole business through it, you know, integrating PayPal and Stripe over the last couple of years. I have an assistant who helps me. She's a Kajabi whiz, which I'm so grateful for. And, um, through Kajabi, I have all my hosted programs, and then I also sometimes will do like I'll do free masterclasses or paid masterclasses on Zoom, and then you know we can upload that for lifelong access in Kajabi. So mm-hmm. it's a nice little home for all of my content. <laughs> yeah, I've seen so many different people do it different ways, but K- Kajabi is definitely the as there's there's no Kajabi substitute at this point. M- Member Vault is the only thing I've found. For all like you coaches listening or service service providers, this is like hot topic of conversation right now. Is like, is there a Kajabi alternative? Because um, some people don't like the email formatting in Kajabi, and I mean it's pricey ish. Yeah, for, it's like if you're paying monthly, it's like two hundred bucks a month. But you can run your whole, you can have a website, like you can 
drip content. Someone can literally, like you could go and buy something from Aislinn right now and watch hours of videos without her having to, on the back end, let you into anything. Like this is how she gets paid in her sleep. Am I, is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, things are ready to go. Especially I have a signature course cart called the Art and Alchemy of Soulpreneurship. And it's 13 hours of content, 12 plus hours of content of just ready to go pre-recorded videos. And then you also get access to a Facebook group and a ton of pre-recorded Facebook lives. Like if someone ever wanted to join that, it's currently $777 at the time of this recording, but people sign up for that all the time. And then I get messages, you know, a month or two later, like, Aislinn, I signed up for Art and Alchemy a couple months ago, and I already signed my first clients. I started my first group program. Like, I had someone who's already created multi-seven-figure businesses in other areas enroll in Art and Alchemy um, a month or two ago, and she messaged me saying, like, I finally am starting my coaching business, and I already have clients. I got a painful client, and I did Art and Alchemy at the beginning, and that is so fulfilling because, yes, you know, over time, like, I keep making money off of something I recorded in, I think it was 2019. So. I think you had it. You had that when I was in your Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that we did that mastermind. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Kajabi's great. I'm a fan. I think the, you know, the little issues are worth it. And I think that the, um, you know, the investment financially is also very worth it. All right. Well, in the show notes, we'll put your link, maybe. Would that be a benefit? Yeah. Okay. And then if yeah. you guys... Yeah, and Abundance Witch. Yeah, we can just do those. And do you want to put your... You can send me an email. Do you want to put your Kajabi link in there, too, so people can yeah. use... Yeah. What is it? You get, like, free 30 days or something? Yeah, they run different promos, but usually mm-hmm. it's the first free 30 days. And that's what I did, and I got hooked. <laughs> that's what I did uh, when I did my membership, and I, I made the money in that first month to pay for the whole year so that was my test I was like if I don't pay for this with my free membership I'm not gonna do it and then I I did I signed like a bunch of artists on I already had those people as like clients and so I just was like all right COVID happened you guys want to come into this um yeah so selling things this is like a whole nother episode I'll do but selling things before they exist that's how that happened I didn't have any content in there yet I just had a free trial going and I was like I'm gonna build this membership do you guys want in I mean I said it's a little different than that but yeah no that's so beautiful I love hearing those stories because it really does outline the simplicity of like you go for it you can make it work truly Mm -hmm. might not Mm -hmm. work the first time it will work eventually it will so I love that you're an example of that yeah zero dollars down right other than like my paying for like my my home bills and stuff but you yeah you guys you can start this business you could start this business today <laughs> you can go and click Aislinn's link see what the promo is if you have an idea for something if you've had an idea for a long time go give it a whirl sell it to people that already know like and trust you not to say that people that are strangers watching you on Instagram or whatever your social feed is might not also buy because that definitely happens <laughs> um but yeah, you have an opportunity here. You just have to make the move. It's really up to you. And if you want to work with someone on on confidence and like you really need someone as as a coach, uh, there's a lot of options out there. And if Aislinn is calling to you, I mean, I send her a DM, reach out. And also, I know that if you message her, it's it's going to be a conversation. Don't feel like you're gonna message her and like 
you're going to have to buy something. It's not, this industry isn't, isn't like that. The people I'm bringing on to this podcast aren't like that. This is truly about connection. And like, honestly, if we wanted to be making a lot of money, we wouldn't like, (laughs) there's other ways to do it. This isn't like, there's ways to do it where you don't have to go through all of your own trauma and like heal your own stuff. There's a quote unquote, I don't really think there's a better industry than this one to be in, but there are quote unquote easier ways to make money. You could go like do FBA on Amazon or something. It's like, those aren't the types of people that are on this podcast. So anyone I've had on reach out, you just got an invitation from Aislinn and her. Yeah. I love watching your stories and the content you post is so beautiful. And honestly, I recommend signing up for one of her programs because they're awesome what's the other one I took like you it was for continuing if we continued the mastermind we got something about like I learned about the female archetypes I've gone through that program three times now the feminine leadership bundle no it's like an eight-week course on manifestation Mm -mm. uh which which womb wisdom no is that oh abundance witch academy abundance witch academy yeah yes That's a good one. Yes. If you want to really tap into like your femininity and the different feminine archetypes, I don't, is that still available? It is still available. Yeah. It's pretty old school, but. (laughs) I've watched it. I recently, I recently did the whole program again. Cause like you get, so when you do her programs, you get access to them forever. Mm -hmm. So know that when you're buying one of these programs from her, like the art of soul, soul, Wait, Art of Soulpreneurship? Art and Alchemy of Soulpreneurship. It's not like you just watch it once and it disappears. You get to come back to it. So highly recommend. Obviously, that's why I have Aislinn on. Um, and I've probably hired like 10 coaches. So just so you guys know, like this, you might get addicted. <laughs> you might. It's so cool. Yeah, it's shopping. It's like, it's the coolest thing. Shopping for your higher self. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, this is so fun. I love this. Me too. So appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Is there anything else you want to say to our listeners? Gosh, I don't know. I feel like we touched on amazing topics today, and I think we could keep going and going and going. So maybe we'll do another one down the road. But for now, it feels complete. I would love that. All right, you guys have to look forward to seeing Aislinn down the road. (laughs) Bye. Hey, loyal listener. Please rate and review this podcast. Your feedback is needed and you matter. It would be an honor if you shared this with a friend. Send this episode to whoever pops into your mind first. It's like a little exercise on intuition. And trust that that insight is the hand of God working through you to make someone else's life better today. Visit themadelineshow.com to stay up to date on my free trainings and different offerings, including self-paced online programs that activate your mind and enhance your life. Who knows, maybe you'll find something today that completely changes your tomorrow.